coming straight from the cockpit. It's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. All right, here we are back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. And this one's, well, this one's a little bit different because normally I ask my guests, who the fuck are you and what do you do? But they can't actually say who they are. And uh, you guys will figure that out shortly. Uh, But so uh, don't tell me who you are. Just tell me what you do and what you'd like to be known by. Oh, I'm Sparky. I'm Susan. (laughs) Sparky and Susan. (laughs) And we are. We're the bitches that manifest. You're the you manifest bitches. Oh, I, I can't say that anymore. Like, I'm scared to say that shit this day, these days. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a, a very special circumstances where non-manifest people are allowed to say that phrase. Oh, okay. Well, don't worry. I said it. All right. Fair enough. I'm still not, <laughs> I'm still not going to say it. So, so now tell me, um, we're, we're Susan and Sparky. Now, we're obviously not saying your names because I'm going to try and get you to talk a lot of shit about a lot of people <laughs> and, <laughs> and tell all of us skydivers how much we piss you off and why. Um, so we'll consider this a, a learning experience for skydivers as well as a great opportunity for you guys to just talk shit. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start out by asking how each of you got started in skydiving. Do you skydive? How active? All that stuff. I was lucky to drop a uh, glow. Oh my god! Grow up with a drop zone right by my house, about five minutes away. Wow! And when I was younger, my dad and I would go every Saturday to have breakfast at the diner that was on the airport and watch the skydivers. So it was something that was always pretty cool to me. Um, when I turned eighteen, I went to do my first tandem, and I went with a couple friends. And one of the friends was really desperately in need for a job. And after he jumped, he was like, oh, shit, maybe I'll see if I can apply here. But then I was jealous, and, like, that was pretty cool. So I also would like to apply, even though I didn't need a job. And um, so, yeah, I submitted my CV, and I got called in for the interview, and I had to walk into the office in front of the drop zone owner, do a little twirl, and then I was hired. So that was pretty cool. (laughs) Wait, Wait a minute. You had to go in front of the drop zone owner, I'm assuming, who was a man. Yes. And he made you twirl. Yeah. Well, I I was very happy because I thought I was going to have to answer questions and do a proper interview. So the twirl was quite easy and I was pretty relieved and super stoked to get that job. So you took advantage of the fact that skydiving tends to be a super masculine driven <laughs> sexist sport. <laughs> yeah, it worked out well for me. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Now, um, I, I'm not going to ask you the drop zone, but I will ask you the area. Uh, I'm assuming it was in the U.S. Yes, it was in the U.S. It was uh, like north, a... northeast, northeast. Okay, all right. Well, that that explains a little bit of the twirl, anyway. <laughs> a little bit, anyway. Uh, and for those that don't know, that's Sparky talking, right? Yes, all Sparky. Right. So, Susan, how did you get started in skydiving? So, I was working abroad, and I started jumping. I was uh, interested in working at drop zone. I really liked the environment. Um, it was a huge career shift for me. I got hired because I speak multiple languages, and here I am talking to you. Okay, so um, you started jumping, and and you got interested in the sport in general, but you said it was a big shift in careers. What did you do before the world of skydiving? Well, um, I used to teach physics. (laughs) Fucking hell. Really? (laughs) 
you taught physics yeah. and you became a manifester yes. in skydiving. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'd say that was a bit of a lateral move, but I'd be lying. Why? Wow. Okay, that's a big change. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm happy for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not faulting your decisions, but uh, wow. Yeah. Okay, from physics to skydiving manifest. Now, yep. <laughs> um, are either of you active skydivers now? No. <laughs> no. See, now, I know a lot of manifestors and have known a lot of manifestors over the years. And quite a few of them are obviously super active in the sport on a daily basis, but they don't jump. Why is that? Oh, probably because I don't want to be at the drop zone on my day off. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I can't yeah, blame I you on that. I used to jump a bit when I lived at my old drop zone that I was at. Um, I was living on the drop zone, so it was something to do on my day off because I was there anyway. But for me personally, I like flying in the plane more than I actually enjoy jumping. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Let me change the round. I was. Yeah, and so I would I would fly right seat a lot. If I couldn't fly right seat, then I would go for a jump. Oh. Um, but I did do a lot of tunnel time, so that's where most of my money was going. Oh, fair enough. And now, now I do neither. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Now, uh, so you both got into it via jumping, but didn't really get bit by the bug jumping wise. Um, for as hardcore of a job as I know manifest to being, what f the fuck kept you in skydiving if you don't jump? <laughs> I mean, holy shit. It, I have said it before and I'll say it again. There's one job on the drop zone I know I could not do and that's manifesting. There's no fucking way. So why? Yeah, I don't know though. It is like, like, uh, Susan said, the environment is awesome. And for an office job, that's the sickest office job you're going to get. Yeah. Like I I don't wear shoes. It's pretty cool. Everybody sexually harasses each other. Nobody gets in trouble for it. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole You the, can just the, have fun. The Me Too movement, uh, it didn't miss skydiving, but it certainly didn't do a whole lot of damage to the normal day-to-day -day atmosphere. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, um uh, personally, I always thought it was hilarious to find myself being sexually abused by a woman. Um and <laughs> But I don't know about the flip side of that. I mean, do, do you guys get sick of it? No, I don't think so, because I think we also dish it out. Yeah, I fair don't enough. think it's necessarily one-sided. Um, and yeah, I think that some of the comments that I make at work, I would absolutely get fired from other corporate jobs for. So, Oh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> I'm pretty stoked <laughs> that it's okay in our industry to... Yeah. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Well, now, I, I, through various times in my career, I've had the opportunity to work with both of you. So I've been on the receiving and the giving end of a lot of those really fucking inappropriate comments. And You've been on the receiving and the giving end, huh? Yeah, see, right there, <laughs> right there. Um, in fact, you, Sparky, used to say something all the time, and it was... I'll take it from the both of you. Exactly. We'd yeah. have two planes running at the drop zone, and, and I that would just come up a dozen times a day. And after a while, it just became, you know, second nature. You wouldn't think a thing of it. But every <laughs> once in a while, I'd have a ride-along that would hear that and go, what the fuck did she just... <laughs> Are you... <laughs> like, really? Because <laughs> it's such an inappropriate thing, but it's so much fun. Uh, and the, uh, I don't know how it is for you guys, but uh, especially as a pilot just going up and down all day long, the radio is my only escape from <laughs> from exactly that. Going up and down all day long. Exactly. Man, See? you are walking into them. They just keep coming. Ha, ha, ha. Really? <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is so now we're just falling into a work routine. So yeah. you find that uh, for the most part you enjoy the job because of the the environment. How's the work itself though? I mean, it seems to me like you guys are master jugglers um because you've got literally a dozen things going at once and you're trying to keep track of all of that shit as well as be inappropriate on the radio. I mean, it's got to be pretty hardcore. Yeah, I mean, it can get hectic and we definitely fuck it up sometimes, but <laughs> I think that that makes it more interesting, no? Like we always so. have something going. Yeah. Yeah. It's challenging. Yeah, you don't get bored, I don't think. No, no, I wouldn't think it would get bored, but uh, I mean, you guys see the same things that uh, we as pilots or uh, tandem instructors and camera guys do is the same questions over and over again and a different version of the same annoying fucker <laughs> walking up to the window. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, I've I've stood in, in manifest windows at the various drop zones that I've worked at and last 30 seconds listening to customers before I've literally shut the customer window in their face because I just can't handle hearing some of the shit that they say. How do you guys do it on a daily basis? Are you just drugging yourselves heavily? I mean, what? Do you want to <laughs> tell him about the window? To shut the window? Yeah, the window. God. <laughs> the first thing, that window. You know, that customer window that you shut. For everybody listening, the biggest pet peeve of anybody working in Manifest is when you open that fucking window that we have closed. <laughs> if you ever go to Manifest and you see that window closed, just leave it, please. <laughs> yeah. It's closed for a reason. For sure. That's well, for both instructors, yeah. fun jumpers, and tandem passengers. Yes. Just well, nobody touch that window. See, that's the thing is the staff thinks that they're immune to all the rules and yeah. notes and stuff yes. that you guys put up on the glass. <laughs> yeah. No, clearly that can't apply to me. I'm much more important than this note implies. They are the worst. Open the window, but I don't see my name on the board. Oh, my God. Close the window. I'm trying to get your name up on the fucking board. Close the window. What about when the window's open, but they have to lean all the way in until they're practically, you know, <laughs> chin on your forehead to talk to you? That's another one. Or they open the door because the window's closed. They open the door and they come inside. Like, Jesus. You know, a long time ago, and I know you and I have had some, uh, Sparky, you and I have had some uh, um, co-workers in common over the years because we've crossed paths a few times. Uh, and you and I both at one time or another have worked with who I still consider to be the end-all, be-all, manifest bitch of all time. And that Liz is Man. Liz Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Literally the most incredible manifester and the biggest uh, joy and pain in the ass all in one. Yes, uh, but you know what? If she was a pain in the ass, it's because you deserved it. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was without a doubt. Yeah. She was hilarious, though. You'd watch her, someone would lean in, and she'd just tell him to fuck off. <laughs> like, you need to just fuck off out of my window until I'm ready for you. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Everybody respected her for that. Of course. And everybody still loved her, and she would say whatever it was she needed to say. And then at the end of the day, go and drink. And it doesn't like whatever happened during the day. That was during the day. At night, we're friends. We're, we party. We have fun. Oh, yeah. If you stick your head in my window again tomorrow, I'm still going to tell you to fuck off. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. She <laughs> she used to fuck with me all the time. And I think I went probably a solid three months with nothing but 180-pound guys. Um, because I made the mistake of, in a staff meeting, raising my hand and going, how come I only get the guys? Can somebody please give me a girl every <laughs> once in a while? Yeah, then she definitely made sure you got them. Yeah, it was a big mistake. It was a yeah. big mistake. But then a few months later, she and I went to see um, George Clinton in the Parliament Funkadelics until like 3 a.m. on a Friday. 
So <laughs> not a bright move, by the way, to stay out with Liz drinking until 3 a.m. when you got to jump the next morning. Yeah, I hope to God you weren't late. Uh, no, no, we were both on time, but it was absolutely brutal. But she's kind of set the bar for for manifestors in regard to, you know, putting her foot down, but doing it at least in a way that everybody could handle. Uh, do you ever find yourselves um, having to really be careful not to cross any, you know, lines and, and really piss anybody off? <laughs> uh, it's gotten more difficult for me over the years. It's taken a while, though, I think. I... I learned from Liz and I was super lucky to have learned from Liz. And when she was going off on somebody, Oh my God. Mm. Like I'm not joking. Everybody in the office would freeze yeah. because you didn't want to be the one to move. And then she looks at you next and then, you know, maybe you're going to get it. Like maybe what you were doing was wrong and you're the next one. So she would scream at somebody for rightfully. So whoever the person was, they were definitely in the wrong. Um, but she would go off. Everyone would freeze. It was like red light, green light, you know, red light. Oh yeah. Oh no. After it was done, things cooled down. And I always thought like, Oh man, I don't know. Like I can't see myself doing that ever, but it's, it's been happening a little bit lately. <laughs> yes. Actually, I remember you, you were starting to impart to me a story not that long ago where I guess you went off on somebody and I was quite intrigued, but I didn't get the opportunity to ask what happened. Yeah. You care to share? Yeah. That? I, I, I understand now uh, where she's coming from. <laughs> I think it's just years of things building up and you bite your tongue, you bite your tongue, you bite your tongue, you bite your tongue. And eventually you get to the point where you're like, oh, fuck this, man. <laughs> yep, yep. I cannot bite it anymore. You come at me the wrong way. And if you're going to dish it out, you better be able to take it. Sure. Well, uh, I mean, over... that I, yeah, I've gone off not on customers. Luckily, but also I've never seen Liz go off on a customer. It was right. jump staff, right? which they were also deserving of it. And we have since reconciled and both admitted that we were wrong. He was wrong for coming at me the way he did. I was wrong for responding the way I did. But man, it felt good. I bet. <laughs> yeah. well, you've told me to shut up a few times. You're like, look. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it was always relatively polite, but uh, you've made it very clear a couple of times on the radio. Just shut <laughs> yeah. sh shut your face. Stop talking. I don't need to hear you. And again, uh, with I think our, I've done that once to you. You have, as a matter of fact. Yes, but I have. sent you a very nice message, though. <laughs> well, it was... I really like your voice over the radio. It's very sexy, but... Please don't make my day harder. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it was kind of funny because um, it, it has, it, I believe it was myself and one of the other pilots that tend to get a bit chatty on the radio. Yep. And again, yes, it, tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's not that the flying is boring. It's not. It's just that um, we do it so much and so often that you get comfortable in those those quiet times during the flight. You're like, but wait a second, I have someone the push of a button away that I can shoot the shit with that I you know work with all the time. Uh, and there's always some bullshit to say, horrible jokes and all that kind of stuff. And so it's very easy to just to keep that mic, but forget that you guys are having to suffer through everything that the pilots are saying. Because most drop zones around the world, Manifest has a radio, um, so they have to listen to us talking shit. <laughs> so yeah, you were yeah. you were very polite about it, and, and and basically let me know to shut my mouth. <laughs> Which yeah, some days it's just. 
if there's too much else going on, the the radio can't be another thing to it. It's right, right. Really, some yeah. days just just everybody's bad. And I don't when, know why it yeah. happens in waves. Well, and that's when you <laughs> don't want to hear me tell the same joke I've told literally a thousand times, but I'm the only one that thinks it's funny. <laughs> literally. So I I know both of you guys have been doing this for quite a while now. You must have some pretty good fucking stories. Um, the <laughs> the best and the worst kind of thing. So. Please let's let's talk about some of the things you guys have experienced. Let's see. Do you want to hear? Uh, yes. The stupid things that we've done, or the stupid things that we've seen other people do. Oh, that would where be should a, we start? That would be a yes all the way around. One of the first times that uh, I really started to notice how goofy you are, Sparky, was when I found out that you were marking up how many times a day someone tripped <laughs> over the scale that you used to put <laughs> the fat people on. And it was literally hundreds of check marks long that you had marked every time someone tripped over the scale. And that's when yeah, I went, ma'am. oh, she's my kind of weird. You got to look for the little things to make you smile during the day. Sure. I, love, I love watching people trip over that scale. Oh, yeah. So now, Unfortunately, we, uh, we don't have that scale anymore. No. So we've got to find different Look for things. other things well that's like me every day i i don't actually go all the way about marking it down on a piece of paper but i love watching people slam their head into the bar of the twin otter as they climb in and yeah and when you tell us about that we laugh about that oh, one too yeah it's i mean i've seen people hit that bar so hard they almost knock themselves out and that's getting in the plane so not I, again i don't keep count on a piece of paper but it's still so i wonder if, i wonder if those people are the same people when the instructor says get in the harness they're the ones that turn around and face them and try to get in. No, no, turn around and turn back around, cross their legs, get in, spin around and face them again. <laughs> oh, nope, yeah. that's not either. Oh, get back uh, in the harness, get in, sit down. No, nope, you still failed. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's those people. It's definitely those people. Definitely. Yeah. Well, so um, we'll definitely get into the stupid shit that other people do, but I want to know, let's get the behind the scenes of the stupid shit that manifestors do. <laughs> well, I mean, we make our normal mistakes. Like... I made one today. I accidentally moved somebody from one load to the next and then forgot that I had a different load after that. So I had to move them again. Like there's those little things, but that's like normal run of the mill stuff. Not so bad. Well, and that's stuff that uh, most people would never notice except for the instructor that's having to shift back and forth. You know, I don't ever yeah. know that that shit's happening. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I, uh, one time, uh, one of the drop zones that I worked at, I was working at two drop zones at the time, but I, taken holiday from one gone to work at the other one for a bit mm. we had <laughs> we had bad weather so i had to call and cancel everybody for the day mm. so i got my list of everybody for the day i called everybody from the day and canceled them but i called saying that i was sparky from this drop zone not the one that they were booked at oh the one that I, the other one I worked at that was in a different country. So wait, wait. the whole day, not just a different drop zone, but a different fucking country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even in the same state, like not even close. Did anybody, other side of the world, did anybody, complete did, other side of the world. Did anybody call or did anybody correct you? No, because when I got to the end, I realized I did it and was like, fuck. So then I called them all back again. And said, hey, it's Sparky again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm actually calling from this drop zone in the country that you did book at. Wow. Sorry. That's pretty then good. Then I got to the end of that. That was good. But what's even better is that when I finished that list, I realized 
I called all the people for tomorrow. <laughs> oh no! So you not, not only canceled them twice, you canceled. Oh my God. So you had to call them three times. Yeah, I called them all back and said, "Hey, it's Sparky again. I'm an idiot. Um, you're booked tomorrow, and I have to cancel today. I'm so sorry. You are still booked. We'll see you tomorrow oh, at wow. this drop zone that you booked at in the country that you booked at." Now, the real question is, was the weather the next day good? <laughs> yeah, the weather the next day was good. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> Remember, I've done something similar yeah. to this. But like think? emailing the people yes. from today, but mentioning a completely different date. Yeah. Like, hey, you're tandem for today, yeah. la, 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 which is a completely different date. Yes. It's canceled. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. always embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Well, but I'll tell you what, the volume of shit that you guys have got to keep up with, uh, I would do that shit every day. There's no way. No. Now, let me ask while we're on a subject, while I'm thinking about it, I should say, um, manifestors stereotypically turn out to be women. Is that just because you guys are that much better at it? Because I only know one male manifestor that's actually succeeded, and that's Dan from Paris Valley. Is I it, don't is I, it, you have a better temperament for it? Because I'd fucking kill people. It's probably because we can multitask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against the men out there. Yeah. What are you talking about? I can masturbate and turn the page at the same time. <laughs> That's multi- Yeah, but can you do three things? Uh, can you masturbate, turn the page, and, I don't know, blow up a balloon? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe, maybe the multitasking, maybe a bit of the temperament, maybe also because it's people just generally think of it as a woman's job, I feel like. I don't know. No, I mean, well, having been in the sport for as long as I have, the only reason that I tend to think of a manifestor automatically as being female is because all yeah. the manifestors I've dealt with have been yeah. female. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We love to have guys working in the office with us. <laughs> no, not, 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 not for the reasons you're laughing about, but, but no, really, like, we have a weight limit at the drop zone that we work at now. People are over the weight limit and they book anyway because they think that we're not going to check and then they come and they're unhappy and sometimes they give you lip and Mm. they don't want to listen to you. Sometimes it's nice to have a guy there to be like, hey, no, you're not going. Look, you're fat, go home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, go have a cake. I don't know. But Again, that's why I would be a horrible manifester because it would would not hurt my feelings at all to go, really, you thought you were going to jump? Yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes they really test you. Like, it's happened a few times now. I don't know. I have to change my tactic, I think. Hey. Like, you try to tell them, and you're like, I'm really sorry, but unfortunately, I can't. And I've had a few people challenge me and say, you're not sorry. And it's like, you know what? I, yeah, I'm not, actually. I'm not sorry at all. Like, you're making my day more difficult now because I have to tell you no. But, yeah, you can't go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose that's the... Uh, I would expect kind of that reaction from somebody that didn't see it coming. Maybe they didn't think they were over the weight limit. They didn't have a scale. Yeah. They they thought, hey, I'm probably close, but I'm not over. Or the yeah. people that are just in deep denial that those, you know, three fucking racks of ribs didn't do damage. <laughs> no, like they would tell you, yeah. are you saying I'm fat? Are yes. you saying I'm fat? No, we've had a couple people do that. Are you saying I'm fat? It's like, oh my God. Don't you wish you no, could just say well, yes? No, well, maybe, but no. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it, what a better world fluffy. it would be if you could just look at him and go, yes, you're fucking fat. I know. It's, you would feel fantastic every day, I think, if you could just say everything that, I mean, you'd be fired instantly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> instantly. Well, 
well, that's why I know damn well I could never have your job because I wouldn't last a day. I wouldn't, I wouldn't survive it one day. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe on my last day of work, I'll just say everything I'm feeling and oh. see how. <laughs> you know how good that would feel? It would be great. You wouldn't even wait for him to say anything. You'd just you'd see him coming and go, no, you're too fucking fat. Get out of line. <laughs> Turn around and go out the door. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. All right, so we, we've done something silly that each of you have done. What's something ridiculously stupid that you've seen students do? Should we start with the drunk people? Yeah. We can so, give you some, some funny excuses. Also, yeah. at the drop zone that we work at currently, you're not allowed to drink right. 24 hours prior to the jump. So if you come in smelling like booze, we, we give you a chance you. to say that, yeah, like you're, oh, I'm sick. Let me reschedule or something. But right. if you insist, okay, then we have to breathalyze you. If you smell like booze, we have to breathalyze you. Okay. So one of the excuses was, so one of the guys was over the limit. And he was like, yeah, I had grapes for breakfast. <laughs> grapes for breakfast? Yes. yes. Wow. So he was, Another one said, oh, yeah. Yes. He was not a biology student, clearly. Yes. Oh, no. And another one said, oh, I had some vinegar in my salad. Oh. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. That's better. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. You know. It doesn't work, though, when you have a wristband from the bar next door still on your wrist. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> that's genius. Yep. I'd be, I'd say something like, I accidentally poured Kahlua on my Cheerios. <laughs> but I didn't what eat about, it all. I just, I just used some mouthwash. That's it. You know, something like yeah. that. Or, you know, a mm -hmm. drunk chick was hanging all over me. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Breathed it all over me. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I suppose that happens a lot everywhere. The drop zones that I used to work at in Vegas, people were famous for obviously showing up still either drunk or very, very hungover. Uh, yeah. So I got really used to having people pass out or throw up on me as a tandem instructor. Because wow. uh, obviously in, in a place like Las Vegas, and I won't mention any of the drop zones specifically, but uh, it's very difficult to turn business away because they've been drinking in a town like Vegas. Yeah. You know. Uh, and their rules, of course, are that nobody can drink while under the influence, but it's certainly not, you know, the 12 or 24 hours prior. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, at all. No. Now, I mean, and I'm I'm assuming that uh, um, they, they obviously they know they can't show up drunk or no, actually, I can't even assume that there's there are people out there that think you can show up to the drop zone blasted. But I guess yeah. all the drop zones you guys have worked at, they tell them in advance you can't show up drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know. Now, has that happened <laughs> has that happened with staff members? That's the good question. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> That's definitely Yeah, for yes. sure. I've worked places where it's like, "Oh my god, you need to go home. You're making me drunk just by standing on the other side of the window." And then that just it's got to piss you off cuz they know. Yeah. Especially cuz man, I was there until probably just as late at the tiki bar. <laughs> And I'm fine for work. Why can't you pull it together? Uh, uh well, that that's so you kind of gave away a little bit. That's uh, that's definitely East Coast uh, slang right there with the tiki bar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen uh, staff do a lot of stupid shit, but uh, uh, with the staff and skydiving, uh, I mean, let's face it, skydivers are kind of the modern day hippies. So it's not just uh, alcohol you got to worry out for, you know, watch out for as well. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, there have been drop zones in the States that I've worked at where you just never knew the condition the staff was going to show up in. Yeah. It, it no, I think I've been pretty lucky with the drop zones that I've worked at. It's, 
always been a decently good bunch. <laughs> They've mostly been responsible enough that if they're not okay, they're just not showing up. <laughs> Which, I mean, th- at the end of the day, that's what you're supposed to do. If you're just too yeah. bent, you should at least still be with it enough to know, okay, don't go to work. Um, yeah. And, of course, it's unfortunate that the biggest amount of business Scott Evers do is on the weekends, and that's also when all the fun shit happens. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. All right, so on to more stupid shit that you guys have done. Oh, I've got... Yo, that's right, I made you take notes. <laughs> yeah, I've got a... So, one of the drop zones that I worked at, the parking lot was kind of far from our building. So we had these little buggies that would drive people because, you know, you have to be in a certain fitness level to skydive, but we don't expect you to walk from your car to the building. Right. You know, because that would get complaints. So we had little buggies to drive people from the car to the building, to the car, to the building. Jesus. We had this guy. He was angry. I don't know what it was for, but he was looking for the manager. But the manager at the time didn't, wasn't available. He was not available. He probably just didn't really feel like dealing with it because it was probably something silly. Sure. So I had to tell the guy like, Oh, I'm sorry. He's not available. He wanted a card of the manager. We were actually all out of the business cards at the time. So that was another fail on our part. Um, didn't have a business <laughs> card. He was even more angry and he was just generally like pretty shitty. Right. Finally, I got him to leave and I go to get the manager on the radio to tell him like, Hey, the asshole left. Like, it's fine. <laughs> you can you can come out and hang out again. You know, like, he's not looking for you anymore. I forgot that the buggies that take people from the building to the car have the same radios on it oh. that I just spoke to the manager on <laughs> where I called the guy an asshole. And that guy was on the buggy on his way back to the car, got off the buggy, came back in, and started screaming at me. Oh, I'm an asshole? And I was so confused. I had no, I was like, oh my God, how did he know? Like, is he God? How did he know that I just called him an asshole? <laughs> and then I, he must have known that I was confused. I was looking at him with big doe eyes. And then he's like, there's radios on the buggies. I heard you. And I was like, oh. Uh, well, that's when you should have just smiled uh, and gone, well, you're actively proving my point, asshole. I mean, I did tell him that he wasn't exactly the best behaved. So, what? I mean, I probably wasn't wrong, but... I deeply apologize for my choice of wording. Do you think that, I mean, over <laughs> the years, I've seen people lose their shit on the ground a number of times in just spectacular fashion before. Do you think it's because <laughs> they come to the drop zone so amped up and excited and happy, and then when it goes, uh, you know, it doesn't go the way they want, then the reverse of that, Maybe. this super, super negative, angry person comes out because they were so pumped up? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, but it's also like some people lose their shit when they even are going to jump. Not the ones that we've turned away, but other ones that are going to jump. But that was something that Liz always told me um, when we would have really shitty customers that were pissed off about the wait, even though they've not been waiting so long, you know, or they were pissed off about this or that or whatever. Right. Um, and you'd get just frustrated with them. Like, why is this? Like, you're going for a skydive. Why are you not happy right now? Yeah, uh, yeah. Liz always used to remind me that a lot of people, when they're scared, they just act differently. Like, some people get really giddy. Some people get really quiet. Some people yeah. just get mean sure. because they're scared. And then after the jump, everybody's nice. Well, I can see yeah. the guys getting mean because guys are yeah. so pre-programmed that they're not supposed to get scared that they have no idea how to fucking cope with it when they're scared. 
Yeah. So they yeah, they sure. melt down. Now, now, have either of you ever worked with another manifest goddess uh, uh, named Lisa Dexter? Oh, no, I no. haven't. Okay, Lisa Dexter, um, at the time uh, she and I worked together, we were in Chicagoland skydiving, and uh, a customer had come up and done something really shitty, and I don't remember the exact circumstances, but bad enough that it made her cry. Now, you guys have been in the sport long enough that you know that um, love them or hate them, the staff um, take ownership of the manifestors. In other words, those are our manifestors. Don't fuck with them. That's our job. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So <laughs> only they can make us cry. Yeah. So they don't want anybody else fucking with you guys because at the end of the day, you're our manifestors. So um, she had uh, been made cry by this customer who was still going to be allowed to jump because uh, the owner for whatever reason, decided it was still okay. Um, so he gets on the plane with a, a guy by the name of Paul Piccolo. Uh, hey, Paul. Uh, and uh, Paul's going to take this guy in a tandem, but he knows uh, that Lisa is on the ground actively crying. Now, we're jumping in a place called Hinkley uh, in Illinois, which at the time was full-blown corn country with the corns probably eight, of the stalks probably eight feet tall with the corn in bloom. Uh, and he decides that instead of going in the landing area at the last second, he's going to do a 90 degree hook turn and just barrel this guy face first <laughs> through all the corn, which beat the living shit out of this guy, of course, because, you know, he's taking it face first. And then Paul gets him on the ground, just unclips him and leaves him in the corn. <laughs> to which, of course, Lisa was on the ground crying again, but with tears of laughter laughing. because yeah. she was pissing her pants <laughs> laughing because uh, it was almost instant karma. Yeah, you just don't fuck with manifest. Yeah. Come on. But we have that's that's where the instructors are good because sometimes it's like, hey, this is a special one. Give them a special tandem. Right. And then they, and then you see yeah. them puking later, and you're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost unfortunate that uh, tandems are so scripted these days because nowadays you can't get away with that. Like most drop zones now video pretty much comes with the tandems so the instructor yep. doesn't have the ability to spin someone until they pass out yeah, but yeah. some of these fuckers just deserve it <laughs> some of them do yep. you know and and it's the, okay they'll get it they'll get it somewhere else okay, come absolutely back absolutely so um cool. now we're, we'll just keep doing this back and forth now uh, again stupid shit that the staff or uh, st students have done or stuff that they do that pisses you off Hmm. <laughs> luckily. Yeah. I've got uh I've got one for the tandems. Yeah. Okay. So they fill out waivers and it'll say initial here, initial here, initial here, initial here. Man, you should see some of the things that we get on those. <laughs> Sometimes it's initial written twenty times. Seriously? Like, no man. Yes. Like they write the word initial? They write the word initial. <laughs> Oh my God. 20 times. And you giggle and you give it back and you say no. But some people have been more creative. We've had two that have really wowed me. Like really. But one person went through all the letters of the alphabet. And the first initial, it was AB. Second one, CD. EF. GH. IJ. They paired up all the letters of the alphabet. Why? I don't know. Because they didn't. I don't know. That was pretty fantastic. Uh, that was I've only seen that once, and that was quite good. And the other one was he. So we tell him it's the first letter of your first name, first letter of your last name. 
right? Right. So say the name was, I don't know, Nick Tom. <laughs> right? Right. Make it easy. So the first initial, he wrote NT. He's off to a good start. Yeah. Second initial, I-O. Oh, no. Third initial, C-T. <laughs> and then he ran out of letters and came up to my colleague and said, I've run out of letters. And she's like, what do you mean you've run out of letters? He's like, I've, I've run out of letters. And she looks. <laughs> and he, yeah, he did. He ran out of letters. Um, oh, no. Had to give him a new waiver also. So, so I have to, I'm, I'm guessing that this, this guy's uh, first language was not English. Correct. Okay, so both of you guys have have worked internationally at, at uh, multiple drop zones and and have to deal with a bunch of different cultures. That's got to get pretty weird too, no? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, challenging sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like in in Vegas, we got used to Japanese tandem students because there were so many Japanese tourists that would come through, and so you kind of knew what to expect, uh, but it was still fucking weird. Uh, but yeah. I've, I've been at drop zones where it was predominantly Chinese tandem students. It was, but a, a pro, you know, Russian students, all these different students from all over the place, and you never really quite know what to expect. I mean, yeah, the Chinese, it's the Chinese are huge now at uh, lots of drop zones. I've speak, you know, I've spoken to people at lots of different drop zones, and they say it's just flooded with Chinese. Like the market is full of them now, which is great for us, sure. but like business wise, but it does yeah. make it a bit challenging we might need to take some it's very challenging oh, like, <laughs> i don't know if i should say this of course you should but like <laughs> honestly like talking to them they don't understand english I, like at all i would be like sit sit <laughs> listen stay <laughs> so like you're potty training a puppy yes like these are the three words Sit, listen, stay. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> but you know, you gotta give, like, I'm well impressed. I would not travel to a country where I understood absolutely fuck all. No. Like, they do it. Yeah. Some of them don't even know, uh, some of them, I'm pretty sure, don't even realize what it is that they're going to do. Oh, wow. Well, that's really impressive. But they're brave. But, yeah, they are. I've said that from the beginning when uh, when the Japanese students would show up that spoke no English. I'll be fucking damned if I would go to Japan and sign up to strap myself to someone that I can't speak to and let them throw me out of an airplane. You've yeah. got to be out of your mind. There's a level of trust there that no, no, not a chance. I, yeah, they're brave. They don't let anything stop them, that's for sure. Like, mm -hmm. I know this isn't related to skydiving. I mean, it kind of is because it was one of the instructors that's also a scuba instructor. Um, she had Chinese people come to go scuba diving with her, and they didn't even know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I was like that. Think of all the things that I would try. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's... It's, I, it's amazing. See, but this is how I know that Darwin has very little effect on modern <laughs> the modern world, because, you know... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My personal, my, my gut reaction is absolutely put a weight belt on that person. Let's see what happens. Yeah, no, we protect too much for that. Darwinism isn't a thing anymore. Oh, I no, I don't think it is. I think we've, yeah. we've, there's, there's no more evolving for people. This is it. Because yeah. we keep saving all the stupid ones. Yep. That being said, yep. I should have been dead. <laughs> look out for them. <laughs> I, I should have been dead a dozen times over from all the stupid shit that I've done. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, so you guys. I think we're lucky. Yeah, you know, without a doubt. 
Now, you guys see all the the craziness from the other side of that window and have to deal with all the idiocy from staff and and instructors and and pilots and tandem students and AFF and all this alike. That must mean that the after-hour stuff is pretty special to you guys because I don't think I've been to too many drop zone parties where Manifest wasn't causing a whole lot of trouble. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to let loose every once in a while. Yeah. but not every day, though. There are also some days that you just want to go home and not talk to anybody yeah. and not think about <laughs> anything. For me, most of the days. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I don't think I know of any manifestors that aren't really big red wine fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like proper. <laughs> yeah, it suits your soul at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've I've definitely gone through more than my fair share of uh, glasses of red wine with both of you guys and pretty much... <laughs> Every manifesto that I've ever worked with, Liz was you probably know the classic. It's good for your heart, though, right? Like it's healthy for Is you. Is that what they say? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think if anything, they make a glass, not a bottle. Gin, gin is also healthy for you, and I think beer is too. I, is yeah, that I think so. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, it's healthy for mental health. Yeah, for mental, yeah, the health. mental health. The mental health. Oh, without a doubt. That's a big thing, though. That's something that should be changed. People on manifest should get. So like there's sick days, right? Where you're sick and you have to go and get a doctor's note. Right. Which is fine. Like that's good. That's okay. But we need to have mental sick days. Like yes. me- not mental mental health days. Yeah. Where it's like an I just can't fucking do this today. Yeah, but day. there'd be days like uh, they couldn't give it to the pilots cuz there'd be days that I'd just get out of the plane halfway through the day. I'd just shut the plane yeah. down and go, "No, <laughs> I can't fucking do this." Yeah. Man, those days and you like but you know what? You feel so victorious at the end of one of those days. Oh, no doubt. You're like, yes, I fucking made it. Well, you know, it's kind of funny, too, because, uh, um, again, sitting on my side of the radio, um, usually the pilot is having the same kind of day that Manifest is having. Uh, for the most part, um, I think outside of, you know, the tandem instructor slash camera guy, the, the biggest teams are the pilots and Manifest because we've got to work so closely together to keep everything going. So if Manifest yeah. is having a shit day, chances are the pilots are, too. And if the pilots are having a shit day, chances are we're bitching about it so much that now manifest is. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it, it's a circle. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of becomes a, um, I, I always have felt like, you know, this is, this is my team. I got to keep them happy or as much as possible, which is one of the reasons that, uh, that when both of you have independently told me to shut up, I did. <laughs> We appreciate that. Like, no, God, yeah, no, I can't. I can't make them mad at me. I make everybody else mad at me. I can't do that. Uh-uh. Well, yeah, Liz was one of the big ones that was uh, amazing at uh, at being able to be extremely professional at work, even when she was going off on people. And then party, oh my God, could that woman party? Yeah, she could. Yeah, she could go big. But and I get that, you know. Um, I I couldn't see how you could survive that job without that as the perk. Because yeah. all the skydivers that I've had on this podcast, the biggest thing they say that is the glue to their time in the sport is the community. And since you guys mm-hmm. don't jump, that's got to be everything for you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. You still got to want to strangle people, though. I mean, yes. yes. So, but that's why your drink feels so good at the end of the day. Yeah, no you didn't strangle somebody, yeah. and now you're having your drink. You've made it. I no need doubt. to smile by the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. 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 Yes. So now, do each of you have an example of the best and the worst of being a manifester? Oh. <laughs> 
or are there just too many? No, oh, there's something that's fresh in my mind that happened a couple weeks ago that is, I mean, it's probably because it just happened that's standing out to me as being one of the best things. But um, we had this guy come in and he was going to do his first jump. So he booked for a tandem. He paid the deposit online. The deposit is non-refundable. He was jumping with his friend. He came in and then he had this request. Uh, he'd asked the guys like, hey, I'm not going to jump. I still want to pay. I'm going to pay the deposit. I'm going to pay the remaining balance. I still want to go in the plane. I want to have the briefing. I want to do everything. But I don't want the pressure of the jump. I'm too scared. I, I just want to have the experience. And then maybe I'll jump next time. And the guys were like, well, I don't know if, we're, if they'll do that. So they sent the customer to me. I'm uh, one of the managers now. And then I said, like, yeah, OK, like, I'll I'll check. And everybody said that was cool. So fine. Yeah, we'll let them go. Um, he'd also paid for the video, but he didn't want the video for him. So he paid for the video to have it on the ground in the plane. And then he wanted the video guy to jump with his friend. Oh, wow. And I was like, man, like that's, it's a lot of money just mm. to go. Like you could take a plane and travel somewhere yeah. more yeah. than 13,000 feet yeah. up and then come back down again. Like you could actually go somewhere, <laughs> but like, okay, you know, fair enough. If he was willing to spend the money on that and there was really nice older guy. And so we got geared up, had the briefing, you know, went in the plane and he fucking jumped. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And he loved it. I mean, he didn't have the camera guy because the guy had already gone with his friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he jumped and I was so happy for him and to see how happy he was when he landed. Like that was one of the coolest things. Were you there that day? No, I was off. No. It was really That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You, you must get to see a lot of emotional shit on the ground because, I mean, let's face it, skydiving, whether it's positive or negative, instills a whole lot of emotions in people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you must see people coming down in tears and, and just bouncing off the walls and all the stuff that the instructors yes. see. But I and think we saw one of them... Uh... <laughs> So we had a female ground controller. <laughs> and then they grabbed her boobs to stand up. <laughs> what? Yes, literally, they did. She was, what going, kind of, she what was are... going to help catch the tandem. Like, so running up to the tandem to grab the toggles, you know, to help catch. Right. And so the tandem slided. student just saw this beautiful woman running towards him. <laughs> And just grabbed handfuls of boob. Yeah, yes. grabbed a hand of yeah, her yeah. tickle bitties and yes, <laughs> he, he was real happy. Oh God, goodness! Yeah, that must have been funny. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. A good one. Speaking of stuff like that, you guys have a unique perspective on the um, the dynamics of a drop zone. You must know who's banging who before they even know they're banging each other. You can kind of Probably. predict some things. Yeah. yeah. Really? How? You can see. Yeah, you, we're good in reading people. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you see who starts fun jumping together, who shows up on their day off together, and you're like, all right. Yeah. I know have what's happening there. Have you ever had uh, um, people hook up that you were like, no, no way? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm, really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to name names, but yes, I reminded yes. her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Now, um, uh, that being said, and since we're on this subject, how about both of you? Drop zone romances? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are we talking well, no. full-blown romances or are we talking you know, flings? So or The thing is, is 
guys that don't skydive are pretty boring. <laughs> they are. <laughs> See, you're you're proving why I always said my daughter could skydive as long as she didn't have to go to a drop zone to do it. Oh yeah. Oh, your daughter's she's hot too. I know. Yeah. Luckily. <laughs> Luckily, both the jumps that she's made were when I was working abroad and she'd have to go back home. So it wasn't a drop zone where she could meet some fucking, you know, camera guy. Yeah, but uh, you know what? My my sister lives here now for a camera guy that she met when she came to visit me. Uh, <laughs> things, things could change for your daughter. <laughs> yeah, luckily, at least so far, luckily for me, no. So we're good so far. But uh, so... Y- I have both you guys had relationships out of skydiving or flings or a little bit of both. Out of? Out of or in? Oh, oh yeah. because of. Because of. Because, because of. Because of. Yes. Both. <laughs> now, <laughs> so skydiving, and I've said it before, skydiving is kind of a bit of an incestuous sport. Um, the yes. old joke being it's not your guy or girl, it's just your turn. Yeah. Um, and how do you guys feel about that? Is it tough? Have you have you had to um, continue to work alongside someone that you split up with, and then they've gone on and done other stuff? And is, does it get weird? Yeah, I mean, I've I've I was with somebody, and then we broke up, and then I'm with somebody else, and then I work with the other <laughs> somebody, and but it's not weird. Yeah, no, it wasn't it? weird. I mean, I've seen it be weird with some other people, but. <laughs> yeah yeah i think i was lucky Mm -hmm. but it's definitely oh man all at home there was (laughs) this girl that i worked at with uh at my home drop zone she was really awesome we had a lot of fun she would party a lot and she was super cool to hang out with and we worked in the office and it was always a good time just one of those people that like you're always having fun when you're with her you know she just made every situation fun Mm. She had this boyfriend, and it was okay. Like, it was kind of like a roller coaster, like good and bad and good and bad and good and bad and whatever. And then, like, the drop zone thing happened, you know? Like, you don't lose your girlfriend, you just lose your term. Right. And she had decided to have somebody else stay over in her tent because she didn't have a trailer. It was just a tent. Mm. Um, And the poor boyfriend was outside of the tent, hearing inside of the tent. No! patiently waiting to see yeah if he'd really lost his turn for good or if oh, was just oh, lost no. for that morning or yeah That's no it was lost for good it, it didn't work out but for him i think it was he probably didn't have a fantastic time after that working with her but no no i can imagine not I had uh, yeah. I had one girl that I uh, became interested in in the drop zone uh, that I was working at, and she had a really close friend who had been in the friend zone literally for years, uh, but he just wasn't giving up. He was hanging on tooth and nail, and oh. uh, it, she and I had a lot of chemistry, and and uh, but she was trying really hard not to hurt his feelings, so she didn't want anything to be in his face. Uh, and they came to the drop zone, and they would have to drive into the drop zone, and they'd drive in together, and they'd even share the same tent. Um, which was really rough on him, uh, especially when she decided to sneak out of the tent with me and we ended up going at it in the otter, uh, which was oh. parked. Oh, yeah. It was it was parked 100 yards away. And he I, he woke up and went looking for her. And uh, yeah, I've yeah. seen that happen. Yeah. Oops. I mean, he needed to <laughs> he needed to get over it. But still, wow. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
I think uh, the the um, the whole romance thing burns really hot in skydiving, and when it ends, it's usually in a big bomb. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit happens, right? But you know what? If you're adult enough to fuck everyone around you, then you should also be adult enough to deal with it when it's over. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it depends. It definitely depends on how you're how you're thinking about it. If it's clearly just for fun, have fun. If it's a relationship, yeah. uh, like a serious relationship, then that's a different story. Um, yeah. And and then when it ends, you just obviously you act as you should, or you tr- hopefully you're acting as you should if you're still going to continue to work together, which can be tough. Yeah. So advice that you have to staff and fun jumpers on how not to piss manifest off. What's the shit that they need to not be doing? Probably respect the window. Yeah, respect the window. (laughs) Respect the window. So leave it closed when it's closed. And when it's open, don't lean all the way in. Yeah. Yeah. If you see the top of my head, because I'm looking down, typing, then you should probably (laughs) just like wait a couple minutes until I'm looking up. Right. It's also a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely a good idea. What are the things that they do? I mean, do you do you still find it's a common problem, people manifesting before they're done packing and all that shit? That, I feel like, hasn't been set. Well, actually, no, uh, I lied. We do have some people that manifest and then at the last minute, oh, no, wait, I want this one. Oh, no, wait, I want this one. Oh, no, wait, I want this. Oh, fun jumpers. <laughs> Tell me the names of who the fuck you would like to jump with, please. Yep. Don't land and say, same group again. Yep. Do you know how many people I put on a plane today? Like, I <laughs> don't tell me same group again. Tell me the names. Give me the then fucking names. Well again. Yeah. Like, yeah. there is more than one fun jumper. I don't know. <laughs> I probably remembered your name for like a hot second earlier, and now I have no idea if I've uh, even seen you before. Right. So, yeah, please tell me the names. And they really expect us to remember the names. Yeah. And they show up to, to buy tickets. Yeah, and oh, I really awkward. know them by their names. And then I'll be like, so how do you spell your last name again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally have no idea what the fuck is your name. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you see someone coming, you're like, quick, quick, quick. Who's that one? Who's that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the shit you guys must talk when there's nobody at the window must be epic. Yeah, I think I think we, it's a good thing that we gossip. I think yes. that that should have been this podcast is I should have just put a microphone in between you guys oh and hit God. record throughout that would be the very day. Entertaining for you guys. That oh. would actually be a great idea. Oh my God, that would be hilarious. It'd be a fly on the wall and manifest on a crazy busy day. Yeah, and sometimes, like, remember when we had the old microphone and like we just forget it oh, open? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that. That was one. Of, that yeah. was on my list of stupid things that I've done. Yes. I went back to my one drop zone that I used to work at again, like when I was taking holiday from a different drop zone, and they replaced the man or they replaced the manifest microphone hmm. with one that automatically went on when you started talking. Oh. And I had no idea. And I was talking <laughs> massive shit. I mean, I stand by everything that I say. I, awesome I don't take though. back all the stuff that I said. Everything I said was true, but wasn't nice stuff to be saying. And I was just talking shit to somebody. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. 
eventually someone came up and was like hey uh your microphone's on i'm like no it's not and they're like yeah it goes on automatically when you talk and i was like oh my god oh that's odd they gave you a vox microphone that's oh, ridiculous that's mortifying <laughs> but i mean it was true so at least yeah fair I, enough i guess yeah. that's how you should talk shit if you're not prepared for people to hear it then you probably shouldn't say yeah. it but. yeah yeah that's yeah. that's the art of talking shit is is saying stuff that you're willing to say to their face if necessary so yeah 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 fair enough Fair yeah. I mean, there's two, there's two very different versions of me. There's the skydiver me that thinks that all the shit that skydivers do is fucking cool and all the little antics we pull are amazing. And then there's the jump pilot me that thinks the worst thing that ever happened to skydiving is skydivers. <laughs> you know, uh, from a business perspective, fun jumpers are the worst thing to happen to a drop zone. From a skydiver's perspective, they're absolutely the most epic. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the pilot me wants a tandem factory with a well-oiled machine and, and perfectly trained instructors that get up, get in, get out and land and then do it all again over and over and over again. Because the jump pilot in me wants to be as efficient as humanly possible because mm-hmm. it was feast or famine for most of my career. The skydiver me wants the, you know, the raucous behavior in the back and people being ridiculous and doing goofy shit and all that stuff all over the place. Most of the time in the plane, it's a mix of both, but on the ground, it's so much more hardcore. So I don't know how you guys handle it. I'd, I, I'd go nuts. Oh, well, lots of wine after hours. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So now both you guys have been doing this for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what do you see in the future? Are you going to continue to do stuff like this? Are you going to aim towards Ooh. the management side of it? Or are you going to eventually walk away from skydiving or you just have no idea? I don't really want to walk away completely, but I would do something else. Hmm. But I'll probably stay in the environment because I really like it. Sure. I haven't figured it out yet. Oh, I think skydiving is such a unique environment. I don't know how you replicate it. That's like, the thing. It's so hard to yeah. compete with. Like, I don't know what I would do after this that I would be able to have so much fun. Like, I yeah. love that the people that I want to go out with yeah. on my day off or at night after work are my colleagues. Like, how yeah. lucky am I? This is so nice. Well, and for me, being an yeah. old fucker, um, it, knowing that chances are I don't want to go out after work, I don't need to go out because I just spent the day shooting the shit and laughing with and having fun with all the yeah. people yeah. that I would go out with if I wasn't too old to want to go out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. is like, even if you don't go out at night, it's you had fun. With yeah, all the people absolutely. you know, at work. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, now it's funny though, because people would think um, if they were flies on the wall listening to us during a busy work day, they would think we're in hell and have the worst <laughs> jobs on the planet. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? In the moment, it probably feels like that. Like, oh, yeah. There are days <laughs> where I'm like, like you, you want to shut the plane off halfway through the day and just walk out. There's days where I think that I'm just going to drop my pencil and throw my papers yeah. and say, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. Like, oh, I yeah. Can't. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing is, I mean, (laughs) I love what I do and I don't know any other job where I would fill my phone up with pictures that I took at the office. You know, I mean, I'm taking pictures all the time and joking around and having fun. But when I get teased by Manifest that tells me I'm going to have 15 loads and then they tell me, oops, sorry, you're going to have 17. I want to (laughs) crawl through the court and kill somebody. So, so how we feel. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing, too, is it's very we're difficult to put hoping. yourself in someone else's shoes, but we're all going, oh, fuck, are you kidding me? And cringe when we have to tell you that news. It's like, right? oh, God, here we go. Oh, we God. Okay. <laughs> going. Fucking princess is going to lose his shit. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, Susan, I think it was you that was like, uh, um, 
asked me one time if I was having a good day and I'm like, yeah, I'm having a really good day. Why? And you're like, well, you know, there's just so many of you. I wanted to make sure that, and I'm like, what? I think it was you that told me, yeah, there's like multiple versions of you. I never know which one's yes, here. Are yes. You... I was like, is that a happy Dean, grumpy Dean, yeah. frustrated Dean? Which so one are you? what version of you we're having today? <laughs> yeah. Which... I, I think I'm pretty, you know, well balanced and even keel, but apparently I'm not. You're not. <laughs> Which, and, but the only well, saving that's grace you like about you. Well, fair enough. I mean, the only saving grace I have to that is that none of us are well balanced. That's why we do what we do yeah. so well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as we as we head towards the end, I want you to think of the best advice you can give to someone who's thinking about trying to work in manifest. Um, just like you, they made their first jump or just like you, their, their boyfriend made their first jump and they love this new world, but they're not really qualified to do any of the other stuff in the sport, but they really want to be in it. And they think manifest is, is something that they can do. What do they need to know? And what do they need to be thinking about? If you can't rub your belly and pat your head at the same time, don't do it. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I'm doing right no, now, I'm right? I'm, I'm rubbing, I'm trying to rub my belly and pat my head. <laughs> Is it is it working? No, not really. <laughs> but you can As fly a plane. That's good. I can fly a plane. Well, I, I can I can rub my belly and pat my head, but I can't do it and talk. Oh, okay. So I can do it, but yeah. So, so you probably can't blow up that balloon either then. No, I'm still going to try. <laughs> I'm still going to try. So yeah, what, what, what good advice do you have to somebody? What should they be prepared for? And, and uh, uh, honestly, what do you think the temperament of a well, good manifestor needs to be? maybe not to take anything personal. Like yes. we've been told so many yes. times, you fucking bitches from Tandem Passengers, we've been literally told that by wow. them. Yeah. Wow. You fucking bitches. I mean, we, we really received that with a big smile on our faces. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a badge of honor? Yeah, yeah like, you haven't done your job right yes, until I someone's called you a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. where did the term manifest bitch come from? Because that's been around as long as I've been in the sport. I've heard that. I've just never had the balls to actually use it in reference to a specific person. That wasn't a fun jumper or an instructor who said that to us. It was a tandem passenger. Oh, no, I don't get it. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, no, that manifest bitch. I don't know where that came from. But it's been around forever. Point. Yeah, that was something I always said, like, I'm not going to become a manifest bitch. I think maybe I have a little bit, but well, no. I, I, I almost think the reason that the term bitch came in is because uh, um, an aggressive, uh, extremely um, good at her job woman obviously must be ruffling some feathers, so she must be a bitch. A, <laughs> yep, man, is, a man is assertive, a woman's a bitch. Is that it? I, I don't know. Because if I... Know. If I called Dan a manifest bitch, that would mean that Dan would let me do whatever I want. But if I called one of you guys a manifest bitch, it probably means I just got thrown off the drop zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not such a bad thing. It could could be a compliment. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Damn, she's yeah. really good at her job and takes no shit. Well, yeah, that sounds about right. That's good. That's yeah. good. So oh, yeah, I think I think don't take things personally. Mm. Just have patience and yeah. get ready to have fun. And multitask. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Yeah, and multitask. Yeah, and multitask. All right. Multitask. Yeah. Don't take thing take things personally. Uh get ready to have some fun. Shitloads of sexual innuendo. Um no. there's no not much of a me too movement in skydiving. Shit um, shit where you eat responsibly. Shit where you eat responsibly. 
<laughs> I wrote an article that used that term in regard to having sex with uh, um, people that I jumped with, and I got the first piece of hate mail that Blue Skies ever got Ooh. for saying, don't shit where you eat. Oof. Yeah. Oh, well. I, I always thought that that was a pretty apt term, so thank, yeah. you, thank you for using that. <laughs> shit where you yeah. eat responsibly. I like that. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Sparky, Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on thank Skype you. with me and, and uh, tell me all the do's and don'ts and ins and outs of being a manifester. And I hope not to piss you off in the future. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank nice. you so much. Thank fun. you. Have a good one. <laughs> you too. All right. Once again, that was another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void brought to you by the greatest magazine in the known universe, Blue Skies Magazine. Again, head over to blueskiesmagazine.com where you can get previously published issues of the magazine, all kinds of cool swag and stuff as well. You're also going to want to send your photos into them as well as any article ideas that you've got because let's face it, if I can write for them, so can you. Uh, for me, you're going to go to thefuckingpilot.net. Thefuckingpilot.net is where you're going to be able to get links to this podcast as well as both the books that I have written. That's the Blue Skies fucking pilot book as and uh, also the Accidental Stripper. Both of those are available in uh, digital and print form and I swear one of these days the Accidental Stripper is coming out in audiobook form as well. Again, thanks for taking the time and we will see you next time on Lunatic Fringe. <laughs>